Hi, Aaliyah. Thank you for joining us on the UK Run Chat podcast today. How are you? I am really well. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's great to be here. Yeah, we're trying to get just more of our community members on really chatting to us on the podcast. So really good that you've agreed to join us tonight because you've been you've well, you've been engaging with UK Run Chat for quite a while, haven't you? Yes. Yeah, I, I love it. And um, the other day someone asked on Twitter, what's your favourite fitness app? And 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 I said, it's Twitter. I find it so encouraging. And whenever I meet people who are runners, I said, you know about UK Run Chat? It's great to ask questions. And, and it's just such a nice place. Yeah, so I've hosted it a couple of times. And, and so it's really nice to also then be able to contribute to the podcast as well. Yeah, it's nice. It's always nice. And, and it's because we, we kind of see people like regularly tagging us in and you're one of those. And it's always nice to see familiar faces pop up. But there is always someone to kind of say, um, if you don't know something, there's always somebody with an answer, isn't there? It's so good. Yes. Yeah. And I love the encouragement as well. And so that we celebrate someone who's done their first run for 10 minutes without stopping and someone who's done 100 miles ultra. They, it, it's all brilliant and fantastic because it's all running and it's just a nice place to encourage people. Yeah, oh, I know I've got a big smile on my face right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so tell us a bit about you then. How did you get into running? When did that all start? So that started back in 2000 and, um, 2008. And so I changed jobs and decided to quit my gym membership and um, thought, oh, I'll take up running. That's a free activity and found it really difficult and hard but I persevered with it and then I joined a running community there was a shop in my local town that had a free running group and so I joined with them and carried on running a bit and then we got places in a free 10k and I did that and just thought wow 10k is double figures um, and then kind of carried on from there and realized that 10k was six miles and that's not that far from 10 miles and it built up and built up and that yeah it's become quite a wonderful thing to do and I, I really enjoy it now yeah it really gathers momentum doesn't it yeah, yeah. Do, you, do you still run with the group that you started with um so occasionally the the shops close and a new shop opened and they also have a little group and I and what's lovely is that sometimes I, I saw someone that mentioned marathon and uh they were cheering other people and we kind of always wave to each other and still recognize each other from running even though we started you know over 10 10 years ago yeah, oh, that's so nice. That's what I love about runners. We're always kind of nod to one another, won't we, when we're out? <laughs> yeah, it's fab. So you mentioned Manchester Marathon there. You're you're local to Manchester, aren't you? Yes, you've done that yeah. one a few times. Yeah, so I've run Manchester four times, I think. I think. It's terrible, I can't remember. And, and sometimes I've also gone down and ran bits of the course. So last year I went down and ran sections of the course with a few different people. I ran for about 10 metres with some quite fast people, and that was as long as I could keep up with their pace, um, and then ran with a friend who I knew was doing it, um, and ran about five, six miles with them. Um, did it another year, I ended up running about 20 miles with a friend. Um, that was the, the COVID year, and they'd trained, and it'd been cancelled, and trained again, and it'd been cancelled, and when it finally happened, they they were done, and I met them and thought I'd only run a few miles with them. And then just stayed with them and we ended up ended up doing about 20 miles with them. Oh, um, it's great. Yeah, and helped them to kind of finish because I think they would have once I think they would have stopped at Orchingham really about halfway and, and yeah. had enough by that point. So it was really nice to say, no, no, let's walk around the rest of this and let's get this finished. Yeah. Are you, are you doing it this year coming up? No, no. So I'm, I'm 
Uh, so it took kind of a year off events while I was studying for my master's. So still doing running, but took a year off. And then um, I sort of really thinking this year about how to be a little bit more green with my running. Oh, okay. And so perhaps not to enter some of the big events. But also, I really want to do more trail running. Like, I really, really enjoy it. I love, like, being out in nature more. So I live in Salford, which is concrete jungle, but I, yeah. I love being out in nature more. Um, and I and I find that trail races are often sort of more plastic-free, so often you're encouraged to carry your own water with you. And so, yeah, so I'm trying to kind of not do too many events and then also to try and yeah increase my trail running really and I'd like to I've gone up to 45 miles I'd really like to run further and see can I get into 50 maybe a bit further as well oh so would you do that as part of a race or is that the kind of thing you'd want to go off and do on your own do you think um well so a little bit of both really I would really love to, to see how far along the south downs I can run so I grew up down on the south coast um, and I've run sections of the South Downs and I'd really quite like to see well, what could I do on my own sort of alone no no time constraints or anything but that I'd know I'd have family that I could see sort of along the route but yeah maybe also an, an event as well so yeah I'm not quite sure but I think just also just enjoying running really and being out in in nature a little bit more and kind of just the fun I, I did a few years ago did oh the trail marathon where i saw you oh yes the like it was the lancashire man, lancashire man yeah. wasn't it yeah. yeah and um and i really loved going out and doing the training runs and i enjoyed the race but actually i re- realized i really enjoyed going out and exploring runs and often i kind of drive park the car and just do an out and back but i learned a route and ran somewhere different and so i quite want to do a little bit more of that of just going out and exploring and there is a run up that way the they're called the I want to say Pantheon. Oh, the Panopticons. I've seen this. I quite fancy this. You know, it looks good, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. So that looks really good, and either just on my own or as part of an event, that looks quite good fun to do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that does look good fun. Yeah. You'll have to let me know if you're planning it, Ellie. I might well come and join you. <laughs> People who aren't local wonder what we're talking about, and so there are these uh, sculptures around Lancashire that they're then you can run a route between them all um and there's also the new great manchester ringway that yeah. uh, an app's been created for so that is a 200 mile 200 miles loop. 200 miles i think yeah yeah um and so that's really tempting as well kind of run sections of that and some of that is is in towns and cities but lots of that is rural as well i've got a friend who's done uh manchester to liverpool they've run that a few times and so I sort of think, oh, that might be quite nice to run bits of that and bits of the Trans yeah, Pennine Trail. You've got, you've got the canal as well that goes yeah. into um, Liverpool, haven't you? So, yeah, so yeah. just lots of kind of different places that I quite enjoy the idea of running along and seeing yeah, how how far can I go? Yeah, that's, that's always the thing. So how far could I run in a day if I had all day? Yeah, no, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, what, what do you think you could do realistically with kind of the right fueling and how far do you think you could get? I, I definitely think I could do 50. So I've done I've done two 40-mile ultra runs. One of them was hilly, one was flat. And the flat one, I definitely finished feeling strong and that I could run more. I did Endure 24, which is uh, five-mile laps, and you just keep running them. Yeah. And I did 45 miles um, and was a- absolutely done by the time I finished that. But 
I do wonder as well about the fueling on that day. That I ate loads of watermelon randomly. There was free watermelons, one of the aid stations. And I ate loads and loads of watermelon. And I kind of think, oh, was that the best thing to do? That I and that, that it was a really hot day and you saw this nice cold watermelon. But yeah. But yeah, that I certainly think I feel like there's 50 miles in me. Yeah. And then there's something about, oh, can I do kind of 60 something? Because that's a hundred kilometers. I don't know if if there's much more beyond that. I don't know. But but then equally, I, I hear about ultra runners. So I'm 45 now and I hear about ultra runners who are older than me that just clocking up hundreds of miles and things. And so it's it's exciting to think, you know, what could I do if if yeah, and if I trained a bit better than and more consistently. I think that's my other plan for this year to try and train more consistently. Yeah, okay. So what does training look like at the moment to you? Are you are you just kind of out there running for fun or are you like actually training for anything specific at the minute? Um so I'm doing uh having said to try and not do too many road races, my friend last year in March encouraged me to do the Hastings half marathon which is down near where I'm originally from and so I've entered it for this March uh, and so it's it's a half marathon which I, I sound really flippant about I'm like I can run a half marathon because I know I can do longer distances so I know I, I've got I can run a half marathon but it is quite hilly so I am trying to incorporate hills and so I did hill reps this week Oh, I saw you tag us into that, actually. Yes, you did, yeah. didn't you? How, how were they? That, that's the second time in my life I realised that I've done hill reps as part of training. I just, yeah, it's not my thing. And it was really flat. Where I live is very flat. So that's a slope going out of a park. And, but yes, you can do hill reps there. Otherwise, you know, Salford's really quite flat. As you head out to bits of Manchester, it's quite flat. So you have to go hunting to try and find some hills. Yeah. My car's still ache a little bit oh, do they? <laughs> but I was really pleased because I thought right I'll commit to doing five hill reps and then we'll see where we end up and, and um yeah I did more than that and then and then I got a little Strava crown and so yeah so now I'm kind of tempted to go oh I need to keep my Strava crown and, and do some more hill reps but but yeah but it's it's it is good like trying to do slightly better at training I so do that I do park run and I chase my husband around park run yeah I count as speed work <laughs> That's, but, yeah I'd, I'd say the same actually why is it that they always seem to be right in front of us yeah but I do sort of think oh I could do some proper speed work and so there's a little um local to where I'm in Salford there's a bit that we call the jelly bean uh, and it's about 800 meters and it's sort of just a track uh, around some meadows and that sometimes I've seen on Saturday morning children as part of a little running group doing doing laps of it. Um, and I think, oh, yeah, that'd be really good. I could do run and rests around that. And But I'm, I generally prefer the long, slow, just clocking up the miles, just going out, seeing sort of what route I do, where I end up, taking my time. I, that, that's what I like about running, that, yeah. that thing of sort of just enjoying seeing places and being out and having no agenda as to where I've got to go and, and I am really fortunate that it's really hard to get lost where I live because the Hilton Hotel is a really tall skyscraper building at the centre of Manchester and the M60 is on the outside of Manchester and so it's sort of if I hit the M60 I know I need to turn around and go back in again and I can always find a way back towards a really tall building. <laughs> 
and you, and yet you're drawn to the trails still so it's it's so much nicer like it, it's definitely like softer on on it does feel lighter when I'm running on softer trails it feels lighter like for my body and so if I'm running on kind of muddy surfaces and things it's nice of that but but also the views and so um I see lots of your pictures where you run over on winter hill and things and it's just the views are lovely yeah it's, it's so nice I I really like the whole thing of kind of getting caked in mud and being out in the rain and if you dress like the right way for it then you're going to be fine and that the, yeah the bit of the uphill that you can walk and then coming downhill and I certainly got better at my downhill running. That is one of the things that I practiced. So years ago, I did, um, well, actually, I didn't finish it. I did after um, the July Snowdonia Marathon. Um, but I did really practice running downhill because that was a bit that was I knew was going to be harder. And so I practiced that on those a uh, couple of parks in Manchester that actually have mountain bike trails in them. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. And so I used yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, little bits of that to practice running downhill on. Yeah, that's a that's a really good idea actually. So that really helped because of course if you're running downhill, that's when you'll get the serious doms the day after if you haven't practiced that because yeah. it's a different muscle movement, isn't it? it? Yeah, and it's the confidence as well of, yeah. of sort of knowing that it's okay. I'm not going to fall over. And I, I mean, I did a walk once up. I'm trying to think where I was or somewhere and we met some some um fell runners as we were doing this walk and they ran up the hill and then they just ran so quickly back down it and that I often say you, the really quick people are so light on their feet and that little amount of time that they spend on their toes and so you're less likely to slip because your foot placement yeah is quick and but yeah it's impressive to watch some people as they come down off the fells off those steep hills and things on uneven terrain it looks incredible yeah um, so yeah I'm certainly not there but I'm I'm yeah much better at coming downhill than I used to be and yeah. I'm more confident at it I want yeah one day maybe they do almost kind of tend to throw themselves down the hill don't they yeah 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 <laughs> So you've, yeah, in fact, while we're talking about kind of getting muddy and stuff, you wear um, the the five-fingered um, shoes, don't you? I do, yes. Yeah. Do you run in those all the time? How do you find them? Um, so I've been running in them now for, uh, gosh, over 10 years, about 12 years, really. Um, I absolutely I love them, absolutely love them. I find them so comfortable. I don't get blisters, which really helps. And so, and depending on the trail, I do running them sometimes on the trail. So I've done Beachy Head Marathon, uh, which is down on the south coast. It's kind of chalky cliffs. Lots of it is grass. A little bit is um, sort of pebbly trail, but it's not particularly technical. So not too many kind of big stones and things. So I've done that completely in my toe shoes. Whereas if it's really sort of, yeah technical, lots of lots of rocks and things then I do have a pair of trail shoes that I wear. But but generally, if, if I could wear my toe shoes, I absolutely love them. And and even on kind of pebbles and things, just get used to it. And occasionally it might land like with a stone just to catch my big toe or something, but just keep going. And yeah, I they're so comfy. They're so comfortable. I, I, yeah, I love them and wear them all the time. And I have pretty ones that I wear with dresses to 
parties and weddings as well. Oh, wow. So did did that take a bit of kind of transition to get to actually run, yeah. like, you know, an hour in them, for example? How did that, how does that work? How do you kind of train yourself to run in them? Because it must be, yeah. it must feel quite different because it is barefoot running, isn't it, essentially? It, I guess, it's, I mean, it's a long time ago now. I didn't really notice it particularly feeling that different kind of under my feet but certainly that my calves really did ache those first few times after I'd ran in them and so yeah when I first started to kind of do half an hour run around the block and things when you get a pair and it does sort of give you advice about that gradually build up to wearing them and I ran in them for a whole year between them and trainers before I did my first marathon in them as well and so and then I remember I met a, um, a podiatrist who was, they were both a podiatrist and a physiotherapist who so were qualified in both areas. And um, that I sort of occasionally kept having problems with my calves and things. And she talked about, actually, you need to commit to one or the other because your feet are finding it quite hard to manage the differences. And then she also talked about how you should be able to move all your toes independently and at the time, I couldn't. And so I, I really committed to making the transition to just wearing the toe shoes. I can't move all my toes independently, but I can move my big toes now on their own. But but what is interesting as well is that it's certainly, it has changed how I stand. And so when I'm sat down, I'm, I'm really flat-footed. And for a long time, so I used to wear orthotics inside my trainers because I was so flat-footed, my legs would collapse inwards. Whereas now, when I stand up, I, I naturally lift my arches up. And so that that, that flat-footedness doesn't really exist. And the, the, you sort of, well, is that the toe shoes? Is that just kind of me becoming more aware of my body as I've ran more? It's hard to know. Yeah. But, but, but certainly, I think that has, has helped. But yeah, it was, it was a slow process way back when I first started running in them. And I can remember sort of running them and then later on that day my cars would really ache and you need to sort of get used to using your muscles and your feet slightly differently your muscles and your legs differently but now yeah I, I, I love them and that that like putting on a pair of trainers feels kind of quite clunky on my feet yeah well I, I mean I guess I'd hazard a guess that the reason your feet are stronger is because you are using all the muscles there now aren't you all the little tiny ones that normally aren't awake when we're running normal trainers yeah and there's I think it was Radio 4 that did a little program about toe shoes and and are they the best things since sliced bread and they were talking particularly about for children like the benefits for children I think yeah but yeah I I certainly think they've helped me. I really think that they've helped me to think more about how I run, particularly those those first few years of when I was wearing them, that I really thought about what exercises do I do as well when I after I've done a run. I mean, I was I was quite good at actually kind of warming up, cooling down, doing some good stabilizing exercises as well. Um, and I'm trying to get better at that. That's one of my goals for this year trying to be a bit better at doing those good exercises oh you are good that's something a lot of us think and yeah I think we need to do more of that don't we yeah yeah so to have kind of a, a general warm-up routine and cool down routine that you'll do what does that look like so for, for warming up there's just squats and um leg raises and sort of funny walking trying to kind of 
yeah, sort of stretch my legs as the walk things. But yeah. for calling down anything that I run over 10 miles, I will really include at least a 10 minute walk. And if I'm pushing up to kind of 15 and plus miles to include a 20 minute walk. Um, years ago, well, actually, it was the first time I went under five hours in a marathon. Um, in that training that I did, I always walked the last mile of, of all of my long runs. And it made such a difference to being able to like not ache so much to being able to run again later that week. Um, and I guess it's one of the things that I quite like about when I go running on the trails, that often there's more walking included because yeah. it's undulating, because there's hills, because, you know, I want to stop and take photos of the views and things. But I find then I don't necessarily ache as much as if I just kind of pushed and did sort of a, a flat two hours on the concrete, kind of trying to push to get under t- um, 10 miles, trying to push to get under two hours. But then, yeah, I'm going to ache a little bit. But yeah, I really try and walk to include my cool down. And then I am now really trying to focus on including some more stretching exercises. So particularly just sitting on the floor at home and kind of with the, with the, the cushion on my lap, legs out straight in front of me and just leaning on the cushion. So I'm gently stretching my hamstrings. Yeah, one one of my favourite stretches is laying on the floor and my legs straight up against the wall. Oh yeah, and, yeah. It's just a really nice, comfortable stretch, and and so stretches that are easy to kind of maintain um, in a comfortable position. So years ago, I did a yoga class where we did sort of gentle yoga, and so using kind of cushions and things. So you're stretching your body. You're not having to sort of hold that position. You're kind of easing yourself into it, relaxing into the stretch. So trying to do more of that to hopefully, yeah, I guess hopefully to be able to run for longer, to look after my body for longer um, and to get back a little bit more flexibility. Yeah, I guess flexibility is key, isn't it, to keeping us going because we want to be doing this for a long time, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and especially on, on trails, you all know, you know, because yeah. it's uneven, you might, suddenly sort of almost fall or or you'll sort of have to leap a little bit because there's a bigger puddle or something and so you want to ha- know that you've got that flexibility in your body that if you stretched your leg just a little bit longer it would be able to hold that and you wouldn't kind of go oh that really ached and that hurt yeah yeah it's so important isn't it I, mean, I, t- I take it you've you've not kind of dealt have you dealt with any kind of major injuries over your running years or have you been if you've been lucky so I so I had a non-running related injury that put me out of running, gosh, back in 2010 um, and hit myself with a spade, as, as you do, um, and that I couldn't run for a long time because of that. And I ended up having surgery on my ankle. But that, I think, was the, the turning point that really made me realise how much I love running because I couldn't run and was missing it. Um, and then I had a few years ago, Achilles well I think they call it Achilles tendinopathy now so yeah they've changed the name of it haven't they yeah and that that flared up a few years ago unfortunately I was able to be with Salford University do some rehab with them um, and they had a PhD student who was doing a study into Achilles pain and things and so I was part of their study group and it kind of it, it, it sort of flares up occasionally as well and so um and, and partly if I'm not consistent with my running. So it's all to do with the load issue. And if you're not consistent, then it kind of, your Achilles are going, what are you doing? What, why are you making me run? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, that, that's, yeah, fled a few times. But otherwise, though, no. And I, I 
who thankfully never had any knee issues. I had a, um, a bursitis and, and a neuroma in my foot um, a few years ago. And what was bizarre about that was that really, really hurt. And I took some time out of, of training and, and went to the podiatrist and things. And then almost as soon as they told me what it was, I never had the pain again. So, oh, that's strange. Yeah. So the weirdest thing, and because I, I generally worry that, that I've got an in, that I don't have an injury. It's all in my head. There's nothing wrong. Yes. It's, it's you know, and those those things about pain and about people who have injuries and then they still have pain after the injury's healed, and that yeah, I sometimes worry that oh gosh, what what if I end up with with pain from an injury that isn't really there and so I worry that sometimes are these things in my head but I have a lovely physiotherapist over in Stockport um, that I go and see who's really great and is a runner as well and so has kind of never said no don't run but yeah just always kind of looks at my whole body and looks at what could be the issue rather than sometimes when you go and say oh this hurts here and they just look at that little area where it hurts but yeah I've so far been quite fortunate and hopefully that will continue and I think the more that I rest and do good warm-ups cool yeah. downs and stay flexible yeah, yeah. are gonna help with that yeah oh well hopefully yeah so you've recently done a really big race haven't you in November tell us about that so that was so well so thanks to UK Run Chat I won a competition a while ago um to go to the Impact Marathon up on the Isle of Mull um, so that was one of the, the competitions that UK Run Chat uh, runs and it was great to then go and take part in this marathon and I've then followed Impact Marathons ever since and they do a marathon out in Jordan and I kind of thought oh that looks amazing but you know that's I mean it's you know it's a cost it's a luxury to just kind of go on holiday on my own but as I was coming to studying my, well, partly through studying my MA, I was like, oh, I want to do something to kind of celebrate finishing it. Um, when anyone ever tells me they're going to Jordan, I'm really excited because the airport in Jordan is called Queen Alia Airport. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, you had to go. <laughs> so, yeah, so I wanted to go. And yeah. then I've never been to a desert. And so Impact Marathon in Jordan have this great opportunity. You go for the week. But generally, people go on their own. So sometimes people know each other, but actually, often people just go on their own. So there are other people who are traveling there on their own that you then meet together and then they plan the whole week for you and it ends with a marathon at the end. Yeah. But it's also about how can you, as a group of runners, make a positive impact on the community and, and how, as a group of runners, because could we go to Jordan and not just be tourists that take from the country but also think about how can we give back to the country how can we try and travel in a slightly more ethical way and so we stayed in a local hotel that was really important we stayed in, in a hotel that employed local people rather than perhaps one of the kind of big chain hotels actually this is an independent hotel that employed local people we ate in uh, local independent restaurants rather than any of the sort of getting the chain restaurants and things and so and that this year they partnered with the Invictus Games Foundation as well. Yeah, okay. So it meant that there were some athletes who were some way connected to the Invictus Games Foundation. So some of them had been to the Invictus Games, which often people have heard of the Invictus Games. 
but the actual games foundation is much broader and looks at how can sport be used to support people who are being injured in the armed forces either physically injured or through a post-traumatic stress disorders or other mental health conditions how can they be how can they use sport to kind of support their recovery so yeah so it was amazing to then meet some of these Invictus Games people we went and saw in Jordan where they um, do rehab with their armed veterans, their military veterans. And so that was a brilliant kind of extra part to the trip. We went to Green in the Desert, which is an amazing project in, in the desert. Just like really kind of, if you think of it, of kind of really, really dry, sandy, stony sort of earth. Yeah. Over years, they've been there for 10 years now, their soil is as good as the soil that you and I have got in our back gardens. It's incredible. And how they've just used rain runoff from the road, rainwater they've captured, all the different ways to capture water to create this, this forest in a bit of desert, growing loads of fruit, vegetables. It's, it's incredible. And so we got to see there and do a bit of planting. And so we helped plant some uh, trees in, in a neighbor's garden. But then in years to come, they will then have a beautiful garden with really good lush soil. We did a little bit of potting up seeds and things and just kind of learned a bit about um, why it's so important. Because Jordan has real issues with water, construction yeah. issues with water. And so it uh, doesn't have the reservoirs like where you like to go running over where there are loads of reservoirs. Jordan yes. doesn't, you know, yeah. doesn't have reservoirs like that. So, so yes, yeah, so we got to see that. And then we headed into the Wadi Rum Desert, which is this. It's a red sand desert. It's down in the south of Jordan. Yeah. Uh, Saudi Arabia is on uh, one side of it as its border. And um, we went to stay there. So we stayed in sort of this uh, sort of bit, small little kind of Bedouin sort of tents and, and things in, in the desert. So you kind of, you sort of park up and then, because we travelled in coach, and then we all get taken out in little jeeps. Um, that then take us into the desert and we did a little tour the first day and there's sort of little touristy points and we tied up on a rock and took some photos and there were other tourists there as well that came along and and you could see other campsites and I was expecting the desert to be a bit more deserted right. so, so it was quite odd sort of seeing these these yeah other people and, and literally we bumped into a man who I'd seen the day before in Petra where he'd been walking around Petra as a tourist and, and was telling me he's going into the desert. Like, and then we bumped into him the next day. But on the day of the marathon, we didn't, didn't see anybody at all. And we didn't see any other camps. And it was just, oh, I, I, I run out of words to describe how special it was. I think that, that partly because of the people so this group of people who'd spent the week together, we'd all got to know each other. We'd, you know, eaten together and travelled together and had done some gardening together. And so we'd all got to spend time with each other and hear each other's stories about why we were there wanting to run and be part of this sort of adventure together. And, and then we get up early in the morning and the marathon runners set off and uh, a few people who were doing the half marathon kind of on the way was off and said goodbye and off we went and then the half marathon people 
kind of got themselves together and they got driven out to the halfway point. And so they kind of drove past us and waved. And then they then set off. And you had all day. This marathon isn't being timed. No. We've got all day to run. And that the people near the front, you know, they ran. And I think the people who finished, finished around about four hours. Yeah, I took all day. And my Strava data says that I was moving for about seven hours, 15 minutes. And for an extra hour and a half or something, I, I wasn't moving. I was just out in the desert, enjoying it, taking yeah. photos, oh. looking at camel footprints, because that was all I saw, camel footprints. A couple of times I saw wild camels. It, it was just beautiful. And the, and the, I, I'm, I'm a Christian as well. And there were points when I thought, I wonder if Jesus ever walked in this desert. I, I wonder if I'm stood where Jesus walked. And, and just like just special moments like that, there's a picture of and the photos I took of myself was eating baklava. And so the snacks that we we ate, we had baklava, um, there were um, figs, um, there was kanifa, which is a type of um, dessert for the area as well. Um, and just it was just really, really special and lovely. And one of the only marathons I've ever done where I really didn't want it to finish. Oh, yeah. I mean, and why wouldn't you take all day when you you're there in that environment it sounds wonderful it really was and the best thing is when you finish the 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 nearer to the back you finish there are more people at the finish and they make an archway for you to run under um so yes yeah, so the person who finished first later on they made a little archway for him to run through again um yeah and then everyone gets to run through the sort of finishers tape as well and so there's this fabric cloth that says impact marathon and everyone gets to run through that as well and so it, it's everyone gets to be celebrated as they finish whether they did the half or the full marathon it, it's just about kind of what, what nick who runs impact marathon says it's about treasure every every footstep and i think that was really truthful it, it was just so special and yeah will always stay with me and i i love i we then all travel back together as, as friends and you know we've gone on this adventure together and got to know each other and i still chat to some of the people we've got a little whatsapp group and uh the lovely woman that i shared a room with called cheryl i still kind of send her messages and we we chat and so it's just really nice to have made those connections with people who all enjoy running and that that's the nice thing that that kind of common connection of running yeah could then lead to other connections in other areas of your life it does it can bring such diverse people together kind of that's what i love about running i find it so easy to chat to somebody when you're just running along I don't know what it is about the movement or the environment, but it just, yeah, it just kind of creates, like you say, a connection, doesn't it? It's special. Yeah, yeah. I, I Honestly, my face is so grinning from ear to ear every time I talk about my experience of running in the in the Wadi Ram Desert. Just, it was incredible. And the, yeah, and it's lovely to to do something positive with, with running, you know, and it's great to kind of, run as hard or fast as you can and get a personal best yeah you know but I love that that isn't all that running is about and that running can be about so many other things as well um and that's that's kind of the, the nice thing about it is that it is I have friends who never ever do events or anything that the most they run is three four maybe five miles just that they just run every week and it's their kind of time and they really enjoy doing it you know, and then people who, yeah, who do lots of events, uh, 
know people who pace events and things just the whole mixture and that's the great thing about running yeah it is and I think we've kind of come we've come full circle again you were talking about being greener in your running work you're right at the beginning and and this experience sounds like it is all about just you know not taking from the environment but giving back to it so have you got plans to do more of that then what are you what are you thinking how are you gonna kind of fulfill that goal this is a really good good question I think certainly it's made me think about what races do I enter if I do any events what do I enter if I'm going to travel how do I travel to places um but I I also quite like the idea the people who run and pick up rubbish as well and yeah so sort of something think actually I could maybe do a little bit of that when I'm out particularly out on the trails you know kind of yeah taking a little bag of me but I just think that it's it's you're right that that whole trip has really made me want to think how can I be more environmentally friendly and the the sort of the irony of of flying all the way to Jordan (laughs) to think about that and I, I totally get that flying is really bad for the environment but that yeah that to try and think actually what are things that I could do to try and be greener and particularly about um like the little things so like what what do I eat and kind of could I make you know my own sandwiches rather than taking kind of single-use plastic items that are wrapped up actually I could take a sandwich with me or I could make some kind of little cake thing and then take the little individual ones rather than buying single-use plastic to fuel me when I'm out particularly out on longer trail runs and things so sometimes I think it's the little things that I can do and that certainly yeah when it comes to clothing I'm I'm quite good at not I sort of committed just before Covid for not buying any any new items and I'm really fortunate that my birthday and and Christmas are near each other so then yeah each year I get a new stash of perhaps clothing as a present but trying not to buy any new any new stuff and I'm sure you, you're the same, Michelle, that you've probably got lots of race T-shirts that we've been given loads. over time. Yeah, loads, yeah. so many. And and just that things really do last. Take care of stuff. Your clothes will last. And so I've got two sports bras that I bought back in 2019 that I always wash in my laundry bag and I take care of. And they are doing really, really well. And, that yeah, if I take care of my kit and look after it, then it'll, it'll last longer and that whilst it's really nice to kind of look and see shiny new things and think oh shiny new race jacket I think I don't need one <laughs> I've got some that they're, they're absolutely fine um and so yeah trying to to be more mindful about actually, yeah not to necessarily buy anything new um and to try and think about yeah if I enter events what events do I enter and that yeah that maybe what else yeah could I do and and um but yeah could kind of yeah doing a little bit of litter picking while running be something that I could do as well um so yeah try and think about how can I try and be a bit greener yeah no I think I think you're right it is the little things we did do a podcast with the green runners actually yeah, uh, yeah. not too long ago so do have a listen back if if you haven't heard it because they put forward some really just some really surprising ideas about things that can make a difference that don't actually take too much effort from us so we you know the stuff we can all be doing I was just yeah. thinking this morning the shoes I wore for running I think they must be a really old pair of speed cross and they must be they're definitely over 10 years old but they're still going strong um, yeah and yeah. I've I um I got some pair up stuff for my uh mum's uh trainers in fact yeah I because 
you know, she she wears her shoes um, in just in, in a certain place. Um, and so actually the rest of the shoe is fine, but they're just, um, you know, being worn in one place because of the shape of her feet. And so actually, yeah, I got some pair up stuff um, and that and I can't remember the guy's name, but he's based down in down near Seaford. Yeah, it's, it's Darren, Darren Evans. No, that was who we talked to on the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, the, the, yeah, so hopefully one time when I'm down in Sussex, yeah. um, every time when I, I, I do a really nice route that goes past Seaford Golf Course, and I think, oh, I wonder if, if I've ever run past Darren here. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that uh, yeah, hope to try and meet up with him. Um, although I think he's slightly quicker than me at running, but, um, that, that, yeah, it'd be nice to kind of meet with him in person and do a little run down the South Downs with him. Yeah, he, he does organise um, a backyard ultra, actually, if you're yes, interested. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh well it's been fascinating chatting to you um I do have a quick fire round of questions for you if that's okay yes yep so are you ready I'm ready right let's go preferred running surface road trail track definitely trail yeah morning or evening runs evening runs okay favorite post run snack oh it's so difficult it's so difficult it's somewhere between crisps and some kind of potatoy thing. Oh, um, oh yeah, carbs, all the carbs. Yeah, and like warm, salty hash browns. Oh, yeah. I did a marathon once with my friend, and we stopped on the way home, and I was like, oh, I don't really know what I want to eat. And then I saw these warm, salty hash browns, and yeah, they were really nice. Oh, yum! Is it music or no music on your runs? No music. So I sometimes listen to podcasts, but. But particularly from out on the trails, I like no music and just the the chatter inside my head. Yeah, that can be fun too, can't it? What's on your podcast playlist? What do you like listening to? So, so your podcast, UK Run Chat podcast, the Guilty Feminist podcast. I've been listening to the Ultrasound System podcast, which is it's quite funny because they they talk about trail running things at the end of the Ultrasound System podcast. They talk about what music to put on the Ultrasound System. Um, so there's a Spotify playlist and I'm never going to listen to it because I don't really like listening to music. <laughs> I, yeah, I like the Guilty Feminist and I listen to some podcasts around youth work and youth ministry as well. Yeah, OK. Cross training activity of choice. Do you do any cross training? Can I count cold water swimming? Of course. Yeah. Wow. Tell me a bit, bit about that. I know we said quick fire, but yeah, <laughs> tell so, me about the swimming. Um, so I got into cold water swimming. So I grew up by the seaside. So so swam for years. I used to be a beach lifeguard of things. And then um, and my um, friend did a bit of cold water swimming and, and eventually said, oh, let's go together. And we started and that was in a January a few years ago. So we really started in the cold water. And then, yeah, then I kind of carried it on. And so um, so sometimes I swim. Uh, in a local sort of water park near me. Sometimes I swim down at Salford Keys and then also head out to some wild reservoirs and other open spaces and do a little bit of, of swimming. And when it's, I say swimming, when it's really cold, it is dipping. Yeah. But yeah, it is quite nice if I've done a long run at the weekend on Monday morning to go for a little dip before work and um, enjoy the cold water. Oh, lovely. Yeah, I'm tempted. I want to try it this year. But I'm going to wait till it warms up a bit before my first kind of attempt because it would be silly to do it in February. Somewhere over near Winter Hill, coming off there, there's there's meant to be a little um, waterfall somewhere. Oh yeah, there's a few. There's a yeah. few here. Yeah. So yes, we could yes arrange a little dip there. Oh, I have to come over. Yes, I have to be brave and get in. Yeah. <laughs> 
if you could run anywhere in the world, where would it be? Up in the Arctic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That must be be amazing. Like, again, that sense of nothingness and, yeah, how really, really cold and totally different environment. I think it'd be amazing to run there. (laughs) Um, A running pet peeve. Do you have something that really annoys you about running or races? Like, lovingly, runners who don't wear any reflecting clothing, nothing bright, and just run in complete black. It's really hard. As a, if I'm driving, it's really hard to spot them. Yeah. If I'm out running, it can be hard to spot them as well. I just, yeah, please wear something reflective, wear something bright. You know, just it's just really easy to do and can you know, potentially save your life, really. Yeah, yeah, it could, couldn't it? Yeah, so important, especially in winter. Um, preferred race distance my preferred is 10 miles it's really rare to find a 10 mile race yeah not many of those about are there no there's a lovely one over in uh rishworth which is uh, over sort of just inside yorkshire kind of that direction there's a lovely 10 mile trail race in the summer and that's really nice especially with a beautiful really really steep hill at mile nine but yeah it's it's that's a nice distance it's sort of it's yeah, I think 10 miles is a really nice distance. It's double figures. Yeah. It's, yeah, good good yeah, distance to do. Yeah. There's a nice one over here, actually, the Rivington Trail Challenge. That's yes, yeah. Um, if you could have one superpower to enhance your running, what would it be? To never, ever ache. Never have any, none of those doms, no aching whatsoever. Just, yeah, never ache. Yeah, well, maybe carry on with all that stretching. And, and hopefully I'll get there, yeah. Yeah, you might. <laughs> And last but not least, um, most unusual or memorable running encounter? So, oh gosh, I'm trying not to think of toilet related ones. <laughs> We've all got some of those. <laughs> oh gosh, that's a really good question. Unusual, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think one of my most memorable was the first time I went under an hour in a 10K. Yeah that was a, a Wigan 10k and I just remember like being so happy thinking no one here knows like no one here knows I'm in the last kind of few meters of running I'm gonna get under an hour and just think oh my gosh no no one else knows this is just just me and and I think that kind of reminded me a little bit as well of uh, the times that that I put on myself about certain distances no one else cares no one else is bothered. They're just my arbitrary times that I've created. But, but yeah, so it was kind of really special to to get under that hour. And I was so happy. Um, but it also made me really realise, like everyone else, they're just clapping because I'm running and I finished something. They don't care what time I've done. Uh, and so, yeah, that was kind of quite a memorable moment. Yeah, that, that, no, that's nice, isn't it? I think we do, we can be guilty of putting a bit too much pressure on ourselves sometimes, can't we? So I think that's a nice way to finish, actually. Just do your own thing, be you and enjoy yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, thank you, Leah. It's been absolutely lovely chatting to you tonight. I've really enjoyed finding out all about Jordan Marathon. And... Oh, well, thank you so much. It's really great. And I, yeah, I could talk for hours about running. There's so many more things to say. But yeah, it's been really, really enjoyable. And I thank you so much. Yeah, oh, well, thank you so much. I hope all of you out there listening have enjoyed the podcast too. Um, thank you.